Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi. Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Good morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? So we're back to the 9.30 time slot. Yes, we uh, apologise to our listeners that didn't get the uh, advice last week, but they can download the podcast at 3cr.org.au. Yes, last week we uh, aired at uh, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. But we're back now, and um, today we have a few uh, news items on uh, BDS, yep. uh, but also uh, we have a, um, a powerful statement made by the Jewish Voices for Peace uh, from the United States that we will um, share with our uh, listeners and maybe a couple of more uh, items. So without further delay, Malaysia has been stripped of hosting the 2019 World Para Swimming Championship after it refused to let Israeli athletes compete in the country. The majority of Muslim states attempted to implement the ban because of what Kuala Lumpur sees as Israel's poor treat- treatment of Palestinians, and that's as per the independent. Now, uh, it's very simple, Nasser. Uh, Israel should be boycotted on every level. Anything that represents the state uh, needs to be boycotted. It's not personal. I know that the athletes are civilians. The reality team. is they are ambassadors and mm. representing a state that is in defying international law, oppressing indigenous people, not allowing them to return to their homes over 71 years, every Friday, um, you know, shooting indiscriminately into protesters uh, in Gaza, Um, 52 years of occupation uh, now into uh, East Jerusalem and the West Bank. And, you know, not to mention the daily daily casualties on Palestinians. And uh, only yesterday we've seen the killing of Samah, uh, who is from Gaza, but currently in West Bank. 16-year-old girl. 16-year-old girl. She was shot dead in the daylight uh, in the middle of the street for because just a random soldier suspected mm. that she might pose a threat with no, with no proof whatsoever. No proof, no evidence. But, you know, and, and this is a fully armed, you know, stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. M16, he's got, you know, a bulletproof jacket, helmets. He's got, you know, all the weaponry around him and a, a full troop of... Uh, accompanying him. Mm. He doesn't need to in resort every, to violence, to, to lethal force. In every country around the planet, there are ways to neutralize of course threats. There are. Absolutely. If you really want to deal with the situation, especially when you're talking about a teenager girl, 
uh, it, it, it's not going to be, it's not going to take uh, much resources to neutralize well, her. But sadly, uh, we're talking about a situation that this psychosis, and you know, where we've got Benny Gantz, you know, the ex general who's now running to be prime minister, running mm. against um, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, claiming, you know, that he took Gaza back to the Stone Age. When, when that's mm. the level of discourse by future politicians, by future uh, past generals, you know, what do you expect from those that they're in command of? Mm. Shooting a 16-year-old girl. I mean, where's the morality? What sort of army is that? You know, aside from the fact that they're an occupying army, they're not defending anything. It's not like somebody's invading. No. And, you know, she they stormed are, a tank. or They are on somebody else's land. Yeah. And uh, they are committing crimes on a daily basis. And a country that ha- that doesn't want to do anything with uh, with a state like this uh, has, has every right. And we should applaud Absolutely. countries like Malaysia for this. And we're uh, going to hear from Dr. Mahathir now. And uh, yes, uh, and this is what Dr. Mahathir Mohammed, uh, the prime minister of uh, Malaysia, had to say in response to a question about why Malaysia refused the entry of uh, Paralympics uh, from Israel. You find that this country uh, just does what is, uh, it likes, including building, building settlements in other people's country and excluding the people of that country from entering their settlement. Uh, they have raided our ships carrying uh, relief material for the Gaza people. They have raided these in international waters and uh, the, the ships were arrested and taken to Israeli ports. There are many other things that is done by Israel that is against international law and against morality and human rights. We cannot do anything to Israel, but we don't, have, don't want to have anything to do with them, including uh, with their people. If their people wants to compete in sports, they can go to some other country. But for Malaysia, uh, they are coming from a criminal country, and we cannot accept them. And also a Kuwaiti, Abdullah Al-Anjari, he's 21. He withdrew from an international jiu-jitsu tournament in the U.S. because he refused to compete against an Israeli. And Abdullah said that he made the decision because of Kuwait's firm position on boycotting Israel and that uh, his own uh, principles of not recognizing the state of Israel. Well done, Abdullah. We are very proud of you. Excellent. And he made another heartwarming uh, statement and he said, Palestine is more important to me than any international competition. Fantastic. How beautiful is this? Nice, good boy. So the world is not going to accept having normal relations with an occupying power, a rogue state, a criminal entity. Uh, and if you, hi- if you want to hide behind sports, if you want to hide behind uh, songs, uh, uh, culture. culture, maybe you should try harder. And well, look, I, know, reali- I know, Nasser, uh, that in preparation uh, for... Eurovision uh, contest that will be held this year in Israel. I know that uh, we are uh, doing some um, uh, events. So Eurovision's coming up. The finals May uh, 19 in Australia, uh, May um, uh, 18 in in, in 48 in Israel, Palestine. But coming back, whilst whilst we we admire Abdullah Al-Anjari and we admire Dr. Mahathir and, and Malaysia's principled stance, the reality is uh, Israel is still continuing to be normal. 
Increasingly, though, mm. it's being less normal. Now, um, there we've had a number of different artists all over the world, and particularly from Ireland and and the UK, saying they won't compete in Tel Aviv for the Eurovision. I'm not sure what Israel's doing in Eurovision. It's not part of Europe. That mm. being said, Australia is now part of the Eurovision <laughs> tour. Um, but we are increasingly seeing uh, governments of good conscience. You know, we've got now two senators in the Congress who are openly support BDS. But the um, Irish Parliament took another step into uh, implementing their BDS mm. uh, into their law. So it's passed another reading. There's still another vote, however, and there's fierce lobbying coming from the United States. But um, it passed the second reading, so there's only one more step before it becomes uh, a criminal act to import uh, uh, West West Bank goods Mm. into uh, into Ireland, Ireland, which is uh, fantastic. We thank the uh, uh, Irish people for their staunch support of the Palestinians. Francis Black, who was the independent senator who initiated the legislation, uh, said the result was amazing, adding that Ireland will always stand for international law and human rights and we're one step closer to making history. So thanks so much, Francis. And uh, in line with that, uh, Nasser, Amnesty International uh, is on board. Yeah, well, they've just released a, a very short, powerful, about a minute and a half video titled Ever Wanted a Dream Holiday in Israel? Mm-hmm. And what they've got is a Palestinian talking about, you know, how wonderful a time you can have uh, oppressing Palestinians, being part of a system that denies Palestinians their legitimate rights and their rights to return, access to their own homes, lands, villages, water. Um, and it's in line with Airbnb's um, very strong position in delisting any West Bank properties and East Jerusalem properties because they're not part of Israel. And the Amnesty International is actually calling upon Booking.com, Expedia, um, TripAdvisor, for them to delist mm. their listings um, and to, and in fact, asking governments to um, put laws like the Irish government, the, the law we just spoke about in the Irish par- parliament, that would make, um, make it uh, boycotting legal, but also uh, enforcing that. So uh, we will be listening to uh, the Amnesty International uh, one minute and 20 seconds video ever wanted a dream holiday in israel ever wanted a dream holiday in israel when i say israel i actually mean illegal settlements in the occupied west bank my homeland so if you want to support the illegal settlements simply book your holiday through tripadvisor.com stay in luxury destinations with desert views and pools. I know the area very well. I was born there. But don't worry, I'm a Palestinian. So forbidden to enter. Have the experience of a lifetime. Enjoy beautiful vistas. Stay near the heart of excitement. Exclusive access to historic sites. Learn how to fight with Israeli army soldiers in the illegal settlements in the occupied West Bank. Fun for all the family. With stroller accessibility. Available by tripadvisor.com. Great value. Do not miss out. As a bonus, you get to normalize discrimination. Everyone wins. Except Palestinians. That was uh, brilliant. Fantastic. And... uh, so let's say, Nasser, that uh, I stole your jacket 
and uh, I put it for sale on eBay. And eBay knows that this is a stolen item, but nevertheless accepts the listing. Mm -hmm. That's what we are talking about. Absolutely. I mean, look, it's very, very clear-cut. Anybody with a moral conscience or anybody that understands the situation would be unequivocal in, Mm. uh, in, in understanding amnesty's position, but also the position of anybody of good conscience. The reality, and I know the Executive Council of Australian Jewelry has released a, 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 a press release denouncing the video, calling Amnesty uh, anti-Semitic. Oh, that's, that's really bankrupt. Yeah, to it's morally every bankrupt, time, ev- Every time, you know, we criticize the uh, policies of the state of Israel, mm-hmm. you are going to hit us with this uh, old, uh, come on, well, be, be creative. Well, we need to m- move on from anti-Semitism. <laughs> on. Whilst, whilst we w- don't want to deny, we, d- we don't want to deny the fact that their anti-Semitism is a problem. And there are many people who have an un, uh, unexplained psychosis in, in, in wishing to blame the Jewish people and the Jewish religion for all of the ills of the world. That is anti-Semitism, and it's a crime, and it's a horrible thing. But we need to move to a point where we start recognizing anti-Palestinianism. True. And the reality of the people like uh, within the uh, ECAG and AJAC and those other uh, Israel lobby groups who are Jewish, but uh, increasingly becoming marginalized within the Jewish com- in the greater Jewish community, that anti-Palestinianism is... Is the f- elephant in the room. ...is a far greater problem uh, in, in what, how, it ex- how it's exacerbated, whether it's a 16-year-old girl, Saham, getting shot down... Samah. Samah, excuse me. Whether it's denying the Palestinians their right to self-determination, whether it's denial that um, Israel is an apartheid state, whether it's denial of that 750,000 Palestinians were expelled and ethnically cleansed in the Nakba, whether it's denial that the Palestinians lived as indigenous people for millennia in the Holy Land, Mm. whether it's denial, uh, the continued denial of Palestinian rights to their own state, you know, accusing Palestinians uh, of organizing the Holocaust, Mm. applying double standards that, you know, um, on, on the Palestinians, denying Palestinians the right to boycott, divest and sanction, you know, making uh, mendacious and dehumanizing uh, statements that we want to wipe Israel off the, sta- uh, off the map. These are all forms of anti-Palestinianism, and it is, in, in, in a world context, more people suffer from anti-Palestinianism, though a recent phenomenon, it's only 71 years old, um, it's more, more people are suffering from that than they are from anti-Semitism. That being mm. said, anti-Semitism is obviously 2,000 years old, and is linked back to you know biblical times, but we should whilst we condemn anti-Semitism, we need to condemn in the same strength, in the same voice, mm. uh, anti-Palestinianism, and we need to hold people to account on top of Nakba denial. Yusuf. Yes, and on this point, uh, Nasser, I want to make uh, two uh, points. Uh, the first one is the legal paralysis sometimes with dealing with Palestinians uh, in airports and checkpoints when mm. they travel. Uh, today I shared from Aspire Archive uh, a story that took place uh, two years ago. And um, I will uh, quickly read uh, the highlight. A Palestinian refugee and holder of Egyptian travel document from Cairo flew from Cairo to Germany for treatment. At the Paris transit stop, the crew found out that he passed away, so his body was transported as per the ticket to Germany, which allowed his entry but he, uh, because he has a visa but denied him burial. 
Saudi Arabia, on the other hand, where his family lives, refused to receive his body because he is not a resident. Egypt, of which he holds a travel document, uh, denied his body entry because he does not have a return visa. His body is in Germany hospital until he finds a grave, not a homeland. So every day, every day, Nasser, there are uh, more stories like this that go unnoticed. Uh, Anti-Palestinianism. And, uh, because of the anti-Palestinianism. Yep. And uh, when Amnesty International tried to just talk about the black and white type of uh, human rights, which is not accepting uh, not accepting uh, settlements, yep. Israeli settlements. And, and, and let me tell you. Illegal settlements, illegal international settlement. law. The United Nations said they were illegal. Illegitimate, and, stolen and, land. And, and some, some would say that these settlements are not Israeli settlements because not every Israeli citizen can live in these settlements. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean imagine an Arab holding uh, an Israeli passport mm. wanting to live in Ariel yeah. near, uh, near Nablus. Yusuf, you have to or go through, to Yusuf, we, we should <laughs> remind our listeners, and we've spoken about this before, you have to go through the admissions council. Mm. where the interview process quickly determines that you are not suitable, Yusuf. To even apply. No, no, you can apply, but you're not, you, won't, you won't get admission. Yeah. You, so, you will not meet our stringent standards. So I challenge the term Israeli settlements. These yes. are Jewish settlements Jewish or Zionist, Zionist settlements. Absolutely. Definitely not, uh, for well, all, you know, not we, open for all Israelis. We don't know, Yusuf, we don't know, in fact, that every resident of every illegal settlement is necessarily a Zionist. No, no. The reality, though, some is... Some of them are economic. Yeah, uh, the reality... Some of them are ideological settlers. Many of them, many of them are economic. Economic. Mm. The Israeli government, in so, its pursuit of mm. denying Palestinians a contiguous state, mm. have helped settlements, whether they start out as hilltops mm. that suddenly get power and then they get army... Swimming pool and... Army, you know, um, army protection. protection. And then they get water and then they get sewage. And then that outpost that was originally just a, a shelter shed becomes a home, which becomes gets a school. And a, suddenly the hilltop it takes the whole hill. Mm. And what was once, you know, a couple of religious fanatics resettling Judea and Samaria becomes a fully thriving community connected by a superhighway through stolen Palestinian land back into uh, Israel proper within 48. Mm. But... The government, the Knesset, whether it's Likud or Labour, left or right, makes those um, properties cheaper than the properties within 48. Mm. And so people who can't afford the prices in Tel Aviv end up... End up in a settlement. Now... I mean, imagine uh, living in a unit, let's say, in a building with uh, maybe one or two bedroom apartment. And then, as opposed to having your own big house yeah, yeah. with a farm, with a with a swimming backyard pool and backyard, and uh, people will make a decision on economic grounds. Absolutely, but they have to be Jews. Yeah, well, uh, it's, not, it's not open to all Israelis. No, no, it's correct. You, there's no you celebrate God on a Saturday. You have to celebrate God on Saturday. No, no, even no. even if you are an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so moving from from anti-Palestinianism through to Judaism. And we're very heartened during the week that um, Jewish Voice for Peace issued a update to their uh, manifesto. And I'd like to read some bits of it, uh, Yusuf, because yep. it's, it's so no. very important. Jewish Voice for Peace is guided by a vision of justice, equality, and freedom for all people. 
we unequivocally oppose Zionism because it is counter to those ideals. Zionism is a 19th century political ideology that emerged in a moment where Jews were defined as irrevocably outside of a Christian Europe. European anti-Semitism threatened and ended millions of Jewish lives in pogroms, in exile and the Holocaust. We have come to see that Zionism was a false and failed answer to the desperately real question many of our ancestors faced on how to protect Jewish lives from murderous anti-Semitism in Europe. Whilst it had many stains historically, the Zionism that took hold and stands today is a settler, colonial movement establishing an apartheid state where Jews have more rights than others. Hmm. Our own history teaches us how dangerous this can be. Palestinian dispossession and occupation are by design. Zionism has meant profound trauma for generations, systematically separating Palestinians from their homes, land and each other. Zionism in practice has resulted in massacres of Palestinian people, ancient villages and olive groves, destroyed families who live just a mile away from each other, often separated by checkpoints walls, and children holding onto the keys of homes from which their grandparents were forcibly exiled. Zionism has harmed Jewish people. Jewish people have had long and integrated histories in the Arab world and North Africa, living among and sharing community, language and custom with Muslims and Christians for thousands of years. By creating a racist hierarchy with European Jews at the top, Zionism erased those histories and destroyed those communities and relationships. In Israel, Jewish people of colour from Arab world, North Africa and East Africa have long been subjected to systematic discrimination and violence by the Israeli government. That hierarchy also creates Jewish spaces where Jews of colours are marginalised and our identities and commitments questioned and interrogated. I mean, a really profound mm. and powerful statement by Jewish Voice of Peace in Look, the United States. Look, there's so much we can uh, reflect on uh, this powerful statement. And uh, I couldn't help but to remember a statement uh, made in the 70s uh, by a Lebanese uh, Christian Maronite novelist, uh, Elias Khouri, mm. uh, who said one of the aspects of the liberation of Palestine is to liberate Jews from Zionism. Zionism. Yeah. And this comes in line that uh, it's not in our name. No. It's not in our name. I mean, the Zionists, one of the uh, aspects of Zionism is that they confiscate every other uh, voice on Judaism and they want to be the monopolistic uh, representative of Jews and Judaism around the world. And thanks to people like this, thanks to people of good conscience, from, uh, in this case, uh, the Jewish Voices for Peace of the United, mm-hmm. Na- uh, United States uh, based, uh, but not only in America. We have people in yeah, Australia absolutely. and all around the world, I and even in Israel. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. From, from, from within, who say to the Zionist uh, institution, not in our name? Absolutely. There is a, comp- a clear, clear distinction. I mean, you don't remember, we, Yusuf, we don't, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. No, you can be an Arab. You can yeah, be. There are many Zionists I mean, uh, that aren't Jews. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And In fact, we evangelical made evangelical Christians. Yeah. We made a, a, last year. We made a, an interview. Robert made an interview yeah, yeah. with Stephen one. Sizer. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I was struggling to remember <laughs> the name. And he said ninety percent of uh, Zionists around the world are non-Jews. In line with this, and therefore, um, you know, it, it it did so much damage 
to, uh, to yes to the victims of Zionism that is in our case the Palestinians by uh, stealing the land and uh, the expulsion of uh, the landowners, but also it did so much damage to those who identify. Uh, or subscribe uh, to Ju- uh, to Judaism as faith and as also uh, blood connection. And the manifestations of that is uh, taking the babies uh, the, from the, the Yemeni, Yemeni, Yemeni Jews yeah. and uh, trying to prevent the Falasha Jews from having more babies. And as we speak, Nasser, there was a big uh, protest in Tel Aviv and, uh, and other places in Israel by African uh, Jews against the police brutality yeah. against them. Uh, that resulted in the killing of one of the of, of of one of the African Jews, and therefore we're talking about colonialistic colonial uh, colonial uh, institution uh, that does not discriminate uh, against anyone, including including Jews. And Nasser, because I also have interests in Arab music and Arab culture, um, you cannot uh, study the history of Iraqi music. Without teaching, without studying, without studying uh, the contribution of Iraqi Jews to uh, the Iraqi music in the um, early 19th century up until 48, um, I would say 90% of musicians in Iraq were Jews who sang in Arabic language mm-hmm. and who composed for Arab audience and who performed and laughed and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture uh, and and the only the only way you could tell they were Jews if they if they tell you yeah. because sometimes even their name of course they were uh, Arabs yeah uh, the ha- Arabs ha- who celebrated God on Saturday yeah 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 you see, and and one of the stories I remember from from a dear friend is after the 1967 war when Israel captured East Jerusalem the the um, Arab Jews you know who were front line you know because we keep the European Jews at the British back. Jews. We, we need to, we need to, we'll sacrifice the brown ones, send them to the front. When they took East Jerusalem, uh, the excitement that they were able to go to the music shops <laughs> and, and, you know, and ransack the music shops and take Arabic um, music um, and Farid Atrash. Take the tapes back. They were like, yes. fantastic. Uh, I don't, I can listen to Arabic <laughs> music again. So, as much as it's, you know, we're laughing, but uh, the irony of... Uh, the irony of the occupation of a mind. Just very quickly for our listeners, if they uh, on Facebook go to BDS Australia, BDS Australia or bdsaustralia.org.au, they can follow our campaign uh, to boycott Eurovision and calling on SBS to not show the Eurovision contest because it's in uh, apartheid Israel. And um, we've got some exciting... Uh, activities that we've got planned for May 18 and 19 when the final will be screened here on SBS. Um, so make sure you stay tuned. BDS Australia on Facebook or bds.org.au for the website. And um, I, I mean, every time I watch SBS, I see ads promoting the Eurovision. Uh, so there is a heavy campaign now Absolutely. promoting. And I, th- I mean, with, with, with work like this, I know we, we don't have the same resources and platform to share our uh, uh, activities, but nevertheless, these are grassroots events Absolutely. that are very important, and therefore, we really need the support of listeners to uh, spread the word and to take part and uh, make sure that the SBS will not get away with uh, promoting occupation. Absolutely. So that's it. With all, um, that's all we have time for, uh, Nasser. 
Uh, I know we said last week that uh, we will have a full house uh, this week. Yeah. We didn't. Robert is uh, definitely, hopefully, inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> joining us. <laughs> he will definitely be here next week, listeners. Uh, good. We'll, we'll drag him. Yep. <laughs> and uh, until then, um, this is Yusuf and Nasser wishing you the best of time. And uh, salam. Bye-bye.